You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to show you how to attract the people you actually want to work with, get paid to do what only you can do, and more importantly, make it happen without sacrificing you in the process. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week you can expect legit tips, strategies, and advice that'll help you show up as the best version of yourself, captivate your audience, and turn your browsers into buyers. If you're ready to build a wildly successful business without the struggle, you're in the right place. Hey guys, welcome back. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. I'm super excited to jump into today's episode. And well, I guess I feel like I say that every week, but it's really true. I'm just having the best time bringing this podcast to you every week and I really do get excited about each and every episode. So sorry, not sorry, I guess. (laughs) It's kind of labor of love, as they say. And it's really my hope that you, I guess, just feel that same energy from me wherever you are in the world listening. Anyway, so the reason I'm excited about today's show is that it's my very first Ask Me Anything episode. And I love this format. When the podcasts that I listen to have Q&A episodes, I love it because there's such a fun energy around it. And I don't know, it's just kind of nice to change things up from time to time too, you know? So without further ado, let me get to your questions. Now, the first few questions I got from Instagram. So I'm going to start with those. And the first one comes from Shauna. And she asks, I'm launching my first online course and a coach recommended I make it evergreen rather than doing a live launch. What are your thoughts on this? Thanks, Shauna. So although I don't specialize in launching per se, I have been involved in writing email sequences for launches and evergreen funnels over the years. I've definitely seen it work really well and I've also seen some mistakes made. So with that said, first of all, I just want to let you know that I am a huge fan of evergreen funnels. I think selling a course or a program that you've been successful with is a great way to use automation and generate sales in your business 24-7. And I'm 100% here for anything that makes life easier. But there's a couple things that you need to think about before committing to an evergreen format. So from my experience, when you're launching something for the first few times, there's always bugs to work out, right? Whether a certain aspect of your sales funnel needs to be tweaked or you need to adjust the course material itself or how it's delivered. Sometimes, you know, there might be tech glitches to deal with, whatever the case may be. So it's definitely a good idea to run through the live launch process a few times to really get all those kinks worked out before you invest the time, money, and energy into switching it over to Evergreen. But you know, once you've launched it two or three or four times, you really learn what works and what doesn't. And you know that you have a product that sells because you've vetted it. So at that point, you know, by all means, set it and forget it. Well, I guess not exactly because you do always have to monitor your evergreen funnels, but it's definitely something you can have running in the background. I hope that answers your question, Shauna. So thank you so much for sending that in. Okay, next question. Cassie asked on Instagram, how do you make the recordings with audio clips from each podcast episode? I get asked this question a lot. <laughs> you guys love the audiograms I share on social to tease the weekly episodes, but I actually can't take credit for those. I have a podcast producer, shout out to Emily Milling from The Ultimate Creative. 
and she creates those for me as part of her services. But I did some digging and there are a few apps available out there if you wanna DIY it. So I read about Headliner, Wave, which is spelled um, W-A-V-E, and Podcast.co. They seem to be the most popular ones and they all get pretty decent reviews. So you can definitely start there. And if you need some hands-on help with your podcast or creating audiograms, Emily is your girl. She's the best. Now, the next question is from Rachel on Instagram. And she says, I'm surprised you have other copywriters on your podcast. Do you ever worry about bringing attention to their businesses instead of your own? I actually think that this is a great question, Rachel. And to be completely honest, I thought long and hard about that when I was thinking about the concept for this show and, you know, what I wanted the format to look like. And obviously, you know, I put a lot of my time and energy into this show because I have a bigger mission than just showcasing my expertise. And for me, that's really to help other women grow and scale their businesses as quickly as possible so they can have more freedom in their lives. And it's really important to me to also share the resources for all of us to do that in a way that, you know, supports our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, which is why I bring in experts who can speak to those things. All that being said, of course, part of my purpose in launching my podcast was to create a platform of my own to promote my own business, right? So it might seem a little counterintuitive to have guests on the show that are technically my competition, and I get that. But, you know, the thing is, I believe there's so much more to be gained by sharing different ideas and approaches to copywriting and marketing on the show. So I really look at it more as like, I guess, a collaboration, you know, something that everybody benefits from including me. And at the end of the day, you know, my job is really just to show up and be myself and help who I'm here to help. And I've just come to the place where, you know, I trust that the clients I'm meant to work with will find me. And if a prospect chooses to work with someone else, that person, you know, is just a better fit for them. And that's totally okay. Okay, I think that is it for the Instagram questions. So I'm gonna move on to the questions that I got from inside my private Facebook group. So Gloria had a few questions and they're all really good. So she asks, first of all, what are the best CTAs for your website? What launching looks like, maybe for digital products? And a personal question, what has helped you become who you are and has helped you cross hurdles in your life? Wow, I love these. Okay, first off, As far as website CTAs go, you know, I always kind of think of the main goal as you're trying to keep a site visitor on your website as long as possible. So encouraging them to sort of click over to other pages, you know, to learn more about you, to learn about your services is always kind of a good rule for CTAs. So for example, on your homepage, you know, one of your CTAs should be to click over to your about page to read your story. And then on your about page, you want to have a CTA inviting them to check out your services page to learn more about how you can help them. Another important CTA to include on your website, of course, is to sign up for your freebie. So you want to give them you know, multiple opportunities to opt into your email list. And when I'm working with a client, I generally recommend that they include a pop-up opt-in form 
and like a mini opt-in form in a few different places on their sites. Now, in terms of launching a digital product, if you've never launched before, you probably wanna take the say two to three months prior to your launch to really focus on building your email list. You might hear this referred to as the pre-launch period, right? But list building will obviously grow your audience and then allow you to build a relationship with those new subscribers and also, you know, kind of prime the pump, so to speak. So you want to create some content around the specific problems your product will solve, your upcoming digital product will solve for your ideal clients and getting them to think about you know, the possibility of life without those problems or struggles. That way, when it's time to launch, your offer is coming at just the right time. So I hope that those answers help, you know, answer the businessy questions that you had, Gloria, and thank you for posting them inside the group. I appreciate it. Now I'm going to switch gears and kind of answer your personal question, which was how I've been able to overcome some of the difficult things in my life. Now, I know that some listeners, especially if you're newer to the show, you may not know a whole lot about me personally. I do have a couple of previous episodes where I shared how I got started as a copywriter and then, you know, kind of the evolution of my business up to this point. Those were episodes 10 and 11. So if you want to go back and listen to those, you know, I've shared sort of bits and pieces here of where I came from. And the short version really is that I just, I had a crazy childhood. You know, my father was never part of my life. My mother was an alcoholic, got into drugs. We were really poor, like welfare and living in the projects poor. And Eventually, my younger brother and I were removed from the home and placed into foster care. So, I mean, I essentially was on my own from a really early age, you know, just figuring out how to make it, right? And now my life looks a whole lot different. (laughs) I have a successful business. My husband and I met in high school and we've been married for 26 years. He has a successful business and, you know, we have a beautiful home, happy kids, money, freedom, all of that really more than I could have imagined as a kid, but I've always been a searcher. And I think the important thing is that I did imagine something better for myself back then, even maybe when it didn't make sense, I guess. You know, I didn't believe that I was destined to end up where I came from. And I'm really not sure why, but I looked for other examples examples of other ways to live like you know I would walk home from school through the other neighborhoods where kids who the kids who had money lived I would read about people who you know grew up like I did or worse and made it out I kind of I guess you could say I kind of surrounded myself with possibilities you know and I've read a million self-help books I've gone to many many therapists I've taken courses I've worked with coaches I mean you name it I've done it but I don't think I would have sought out those things if I didn't believe that something better was possible. So that got a little serious, huh? (laughs) But I do love talking about the real stuff, you know, that makes us who we are. So yeah, so thank you, Gloria, for your question. I appreciate it. Okay, switching gears again. Sally asked, what's the best way to get people to the landing page for your opt-in? So... There are lots of ways to promote your opt-in for sure, Sally. The fastest way to drive the most traffic to your opt-in is Facebook ads, straight up. 
you know, and they can actually be a very cost-effective way to build your list fast, but you really need to know what you're doing or, you know, hire an expert who does because Facebook is always changing the rules. And I know that firsthand from, you know, working with a couple of different ads managers and having to kind of constantly tweak my ads and change the copy and change the images and all of those things. But as for, you know, organic ways to drive traffic, you got to promote it. You know, most people really aren't doing this enough. So my suggestion would be to share it on social media once or twice a week, you know, depending on how often you post and you can kind of switch it up. You can put it in the newsfeed once and maybe share it in your stories. For sure, make sure there's a pop-up on your homepage of your website and an opt-in form in a few other places on your website. I think I mentioned this in a previous question. You can link to it in your social media bios. You can link to it at the end of every blog post you publish. You can talk about it in your videos or lives on your podcast if you have a podcast or when you're a guest on other podcasts. If building your list is really your number one goal, you wanna make sure that all of your promo roads, (laughs) and by that I mean all of your calls to action, lead to your opt-in form. My next question is from Emily, and she says, I really struggle with outsourcing. I keep getting in my own way and feel like I can't communicate what I need to others, but I'm overworked. Would love to hear how you got out of that cycle. Oh my God, I love talking outsourcing because I was the hardest sell on outsourcing and now we are BFFs for real. (laughs) So listen, I used to think that I couldn't afford to get help or that if I didn't do everything myself and bootstrap the hell out of my business, I wasn't a quote unquote real entrepreneur. But outsourcing really has been a game changer. First of all, it's allowed me to bring in more revenue because I'm not overworked and bogged down by this mile long to-do list of things to do that, you know, maybe they're important, but don't directly bring in cash. It's given me the freedom to be creative and to explore other interests that complement my business, like this podcast and writing a book, which is to come. And, you know, it's allowed me to kind of put my money where my mouth is in terms of investing in other women and their businesses, right? But I started small. Like, first of all, I outsourced, you know, some things that I didn't know how to do, which saved me hours and hours of time Googling stuff and trying to figure it all out on my own. My first hire was actually a VA and you know I was so busy with client work, I felt like it was impossible to train somebody to do what I needed. I literally had zero time. But hiring someone with experience made it an easy transition because she was able to show me what she needed for me in order to be able to do her job. And I wasn't her first client, right? So she kind of showed me the ropes. Now from there, I moved on to outsourcing things I really didn't feel like doing, which meant, you know, more time for the fun stuff. And now recently at this stage in my business, I've started outsourcing, you know, more big picture things. But I guess the big takeaway is that no matter what I've outsourced, it's really always more than paid for itself in the end. So I hope that helps, Emily. And the last question comes from Elizabeth. And she says, I'd be interested in info about content for my website. I have minimal content, but just not sure what to put that gives enough info without overwhelming. Okay, Elizabeth, I heart this question. 
Website copy is one of my favorite things to write because it's really your opportunity to shine and showcase what makes you different from the other people who do what you do, right? So I don't have any hard and fast rules in terms of word count, but my first tip would be, you know, nobody likes to read long, chunky blocks of text with like 27 sentences in a paragraph. So break it up, break up the text and leave lots of white space. And the next thing is, you know, when someone visits your website, you wanna keep them there as long as possible. And ultimately you want them to subscribe to your list and contact you to learn about working with you, right? So in order to do that, there are a few things that you wanna keep in mind in terms of copy. So your homepage should have a great hero image with a punchy tagline or you know a who you help statement. And then the rest of the copy should really touch on the pain points of your ideal clients and sort of tease the benefits of working with you. And then include a CTA to entice them over to your about page. Then the next step, you know, when you're thinking about your about page, it's a little bit about you, but really mostly should be about your ideal clients and how you can get them from point A to point B. This is a primer for what's to come, you know, when they click on the CTA button over to your work with me page, and then they can learn about your offers. So on your work with me page, you want to make what's included in your packages crystal clear, right? Because boundaries. <laughs> But more importantly, the more important theme there is the transformation that working with you will provide and then inviting them to imagine what that will feel like, what that transformation, what that result will feel like. So I hope that makes sense and, you know, kind of gives you a framework for what kind of content you want to include in your website, Elizabeth. Thanks for submitting the question because I know, you know, website copy is a struggle for a lot of people. And with that, we've made it to the end of my very first Q&A episode. And I'd love to know, you know, what did you think? Do you like this format? Would you like to hear more of these? I was thinking, you know, it kind of might be fun to incorporate them maybe quarterly or twice a year or something like that. But just let me know. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. My email is christy at christysigelski.com or you can check out my free Facebook group, The Copy Connection. I'm in there every day, really answering questions, chatting. I host workshops and share tips. I love hanging out in there and I'd love to have you join us. I'm going to post the link in the show notes. See you next week. you for tuning in to Captivate and Convert. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to grow and scale their businesses fast. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this podcast in your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski or at Captivate and Convert so I can repost you. Until next time, cheers. If you're tired of spending so much of your time hustling in your DMs and Facebook groups every month, hoping to snag your next client, and would much rather have potential clients reaching out to you on a regular basis, I created a free guide to show you how to build a community of people who know, like, and trust you and can't wait to click the buy button on your next offer. And you can download it for free at the link in the show notes.